We're going to test our uh, new guest, someone we absolutely are a huge fan of. Lerato Mukhwatle is the author of Vagabond Wandering Through Africa on Faith. What a great book that was. And uh, if you follow her on Twitter, you just get to see most amazing storylines and narratives coming through the continent. And we thought let's talk about food from Senegal, Zanzibar and Tunisia, just for fun, because we can. Lerato! Michelle! Senegal, Zanzibar, and Tunisia. Whoa. Okay. Three different dishes, three different countries. Talk to us. Yes. Firstly, I've been hungry since I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to select the dishes. But um, in Senegal, I think about the most iconic dish. Mm-hmm. It's called Chep Jene. It's the national dish of Senegal. And what I love about it is People call it the original jollof, and I agree. Oh. There is no other rice dish as far as I'm concerned. And a million other people in Senegal and around the world are concerned that it is the best. It is spicy. It is made with fish. And it is made with vegetables, a mix of vegetables. You cook it all in one pot. And it's spicy. And just as eating very spicy rice, you just bite into a sweet, fluffy, sweet potato. It, it it really is just the perfect combination of flavors for me. And also, when you cook chap, you also use tamarind. So it, it has that zingy kick as well. So just just explain something to us. If we talk about zol, uh, jollof rice, do we, are we able to get jollof in South Africa? Yes, you can. I get mine from, from Yorville. Okay. On Rocky Street, yeah. where usually when I go to Sansa's place, yes, yeah. in a trap, or when I go to, I forgot the name of that place, but in Yorville, because there's a lot of communities from West Africa. Yes. So you can just literally go into any Ghanaian restaurant or Senegalese restaurant, you get jollof. But the best jollof in the world is, oh. is Chep Jenny. The national dish of Senegal. Okay, so there we that's the, that's Senegal. Then take us across to the island of Zanzibar. I'm trying to think what I ate when I was there, but I think it was a lot of seafood. So there's probably something else that you're going to tell us. Yes, my food in Zanzibar is. Oh gosh, now I'm realizing that everything I love has um, a tangy bite to it. But Brilliant. in Zanzibar, yeah. there's a soup that you can find at the market, at Forodani Market or at Tarajani Market. And it's called Urojo. Urojo, yeah. Yes, it's just a basic, it's just a basic soup. It's made with... with Turmeric, it's made with a few other spices yeah. and coconut and mm. grilled meat that's um, added in at the end and it has potatoes. But what I really love about it is, I think for me, it's it's the perfect embodiment of what makes Zanzibar cuisine so exciting. It's it's it, it, it has different, Zanzibar is rich in cuisine, it's rich yeah. in food, in ingredients, in produce and in spices. And the beauty of that richness is how even a very, very simple meal, meal can be so richly fragrant and mm. it just turns into something spectacular. Even when it's cooked by an auntie on the side of the road, even when it's cooked by, you know, a grandmother at a taxi rank, 
it's everything in Zanzibar that you eat just has that richness of food can be simple, but the ingredients themselves and the way that it's made can turn into magic. For instance, in Zanzibar, my favorite, favorite memory is being in Stone Town and getting lost. Mm. But as I get lost in the narrow streets and alleys, I actually just start following the smell of food. Yeah, And I start following the smell of chapati and the smell of a very soft, fluffy coconut bread that has sesame seeds in it. And you just pick in into some yards, you pick into some doors, and you'll find some, usually um, it, it's, it'll be some elderly women Oof. making them fresh and yeah. selling them. And yeah. you can just, again, you know, it, 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 I think it's, because I love food so much, yeah. and I think it's because I, I think of eating as as the thing hunger unites us. You know, we all get hungry, and at some stage, you must stop and eat. So I love experiencing how different countries on the continent Absolutely. and different people eat, but also their relationship with food in Zanzibar. These coconut coconut bread and chapati oh, yes. are always always the smell is always singing in the air whether it's late at night and you're just having tea at babu chai or mm. it's festing in the morning and you're walking around looking for coffee and tea there will be that beautiful smell of chapati and coconut bread hanging in the air so okay so lorato take us to tunisia Tunisia was was actually a very difficult one for me to choose because I was hungry the entire time I was in that <laughs> country. I was there for a month last year. And the only time I wasn't hungry was when I visited the desert. I went to a town called Doom and and I went to a restaurant. I for, I forgot the name of the restaurant, but it's the food that they sell is cooked traditionally, mm. so everything is cooked on the fire, open flame for some of the, the breads that they serve, but the, the, the meat is cooked underground. So there's a very big pit that's filled with logs, and they make a fire, and then the food is filled into into a pot and then they put it in there into the pit of fire and then they close it. The, 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 it will usually be lamb or or camel or um, Okay, so have yes, you have you ever camel. so very briefly, have you ever had camel? Yes, I had camel meat. Have you had it Michelle? No. Um, I, I, oh, okay. What does it taste like? You Is know, it very gamey? Yes, it's very gamey. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I, I find it very gamey, but I'm I'm trying to to get into it again because everyone keeps saying it's such a delicacy, it's so delicious. I can you not like it? So maybe there's something wrong with me, and I just need to get over the gamey smell and so get I into camel. I, it's like it's like I'm not a big fan of goat either, and I'm I'm wondering if camel and goat are kind of similar in taste. Yes, they're similar, but um, I love goat. They're slightly similar when I ate goat camel meat for the first time I said it reminded me of goat but I think it's it, it smells much more strong and much more gamey it reminded me more yeah. of like you know when you eat a game reserve and they're like doing you, yeah uh, yes. yeah I'm not a fa- I'm, I must I'm not fa- generally generally let me like not put a, a pin in it but generally not a huge fan Lorato, I, I feel like you need to come and just take us on a bit of a journey around the continent uh, every few weeks, maybe every week for a while. We need to 
be traveling even in our imaginations. Could you do that? Absolutely, I'd love to. Yay! How easy is it? It's amazing. You ask someone on air and then they like, they just, they just fold. It's amazing. (laughs) Fabulous, Michelle. Lerato, we'd love to have you. I feel like we need to travel in our imaginations again and just think about worlds that are bigger than where we are right now. My last question to you is, um, how is your black cat? Louis is perfectly fine, still here. I call him a fugitive. Still here, still hiding away at my house. (laughs) (laughs) And well-behaved. And she now has a sister called Trixie, who's a dog, black and white. And they get along like they really get along. They're cute. Well, that's just brilliant. Lerato Mukhwatle, who is uh, the author of that fantastic book, uh, Vagabond, Wandering Through Africa on Faith. And as one of our listeners says, it's a book that is high up on my must-read book uh, list. Uh, every time I hear about it, I get excited about the continent and its many hidden treasures. And also asking, what can she tell us about Egypt and Egyptian food and drink? And maybe next week we can talk about that because I lived in Egypt for a while and there's some wonderful dishes that come out of Egypt, like quite crazy and delicious. It's 9.22.